as high achieving women, we're all about ambition and, and all about, you know, the next thing and doing the next thing. And how beautiful is it that when we start leaning more into this receiving mode that is going to be beneficial for our journey. If you're ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment, well, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Helena Grace Donald, and I'm a money mindset expert, success, and business coach. But really, all you need to know is that I am obsessed with helping women feel safe and in total flow around money. So let's do this. Hello, and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Helena Grace Donald. And today I am joined by such a being of light. Her name is Dr. Nita Bhushan. And I feel very honored to call this woman a friend. I've spent time in her home. They invited me over for dinner and she is such a beautiful family. Like her, her husband, her son, and I haven't met her new baby daughter, but they just ooze such light in this world. And they touch the lives of so many people through the work that they do, through the numerous speaking events that they host, through the coaching programs that they have, through the multiple businesses that they run. Nita is also an author, the author of Emotional Grit. And her story is very inspiring because she's really gone through her dark nights of the soul. She was previously a cosmetic surgeon, a cosmetic dentist, I should say. And she was stuck in a life that was not fulfilling her purpose or her soul. And she'll share more about that story and how she changed her life and transformed herself and healed wounds that were ready to be opened and healed. And she is just so powerful in the work that she does and the message that she shares. Like I can't even pin down one specific thing that she does because she is so much to so many people. She's a mother, she's a wife, she's an entrepreneur, she's a performance coach to literally thousands. She just uh, founded a new institute. She helps people transition, high achievers, burnt out professionals into careers that they love to create lives and where they thrive and where they feel like they're fulfilling their dharma. And she is just a beautiful soul and a wonderful friend and being to have in your life. So I'm going to let this conversation do the speaking and dive straight in. So join us in this beautiful, open, vulnerable conversation today. Welcome, Anita, to the Girl Unfiltered podcast. It's been a long time coming, and I'm so excited to just to be able to catch up with you today. How are you today? <laughs> you know, it's so exciting to be here. Thanks, love. I'm doing amazing. Yeah. How is life right now? Like, how are you feeling? Because there has been so much going on in your world. So let's just tap in and tune in. Like, how are you? <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Thank you so much. No, love. It's it's been great. I had a baby, another mm-hmm. baby. So baby number two, um, my daughter uh, into, entered this universe um, and joined our family at the end of May. 
Mm-hmm. And um, she was three weeks early. So we were totally not expecting. I mean, I didn't know what we were expecting, but like we weren't expecting her to come so fast. Um, but it was it was beautiful. And um, I mean, it was just like I had the quickest labor and delivery. Really? Yeah, it was it was just amazing. I couldn't ask for a more perfect second time around. Mm, wow, that is so beautiful to hear. That's amazing. And gosh, you from the outside perspective, it just seems like you juggle so many balls with such ease and with such grace. You own multiple companies. You've got a thriving relationship with your amazing husband, who's also an incredible human being. You have two children now and you just moved states. <laughs> <laughs> How is your emotional health and how do you support your emotional health and well-being while juggling so many different hats? Oh my gosh, you, literally, right? No pun intended. No, no, like she's literally wearing a hat. <laughs> yeah, no, honestly, I'll I'll be very transparent. I've had my own dose of my own emotional grit in this past year. Um mm. yeah, it's been super earth shattering and, and challenging. And just, um, you know, for those of you who, who know, I, I wrote, uh, my first book is called emotional grit. And mm-hmm. so I definitely had my own bouts of that this past year of just, you know, moving States with a toddler and trying to figure out what's going to be the best for our family in order to thrive and just like this post pandemic era. And, and we had to ask ourselves questions. And I remember just last year, literally around this time where we were like, okay, you know, how long can we go about doing the things that we're doing and not really for our son to be able to play outside and just have this Mm -hmm. space to even think creatively because we are creative people. And a lot of our joy comes from deep connections and meeting people as, as you know, that's kind of how we, we were able to deepen our relationship with you. And that wasn't really happening last year. And to be able to ask questions, even though I was not really like a move wasn't in my mind. There was no way that I was like, you know, our our lives were so busy for so many years, just writing books and traveling the world and speaking all these places that, you know, having our, our son, you know, we wanted to have this, this, this space to be able to just have this bubble for him to grow up in. And then having to ask that question of a move that to different states that was just not in my purview, that was not in my vision at all. And I think just asking the hard questions really just became so clear for us that we had to leave California. And so yeah, we moved to Austin, Texas, which, you know, never was really on our radar. And it has been the most incredible move, but also the most challenging and stressful and um, we were remodeling a home at the same time and while being pregnant, just while, adding that level yeah, in. <laughs> and I was pregnant with my second. So it was just, there was a lot of emotions coming up and my son had left everything he knew mm. and, you know, our support system that we had in California, like he, we just, so we had to start, you know, fresh and over and we didn't realize that he was going to have his own transition, even though he was mm. just two. And that was, that took a really long time. That took about six months up until I gave birth. 
And, you know, I think that a lot of the practices that I teach other people, I needed to like reread and really be, you know, uh, reading my, my wisdom to just kind of remind myself that, you know what, we're, we're human and we're having these human moments and it's okay to not have it all together. It's okay to, uh, take a pause because we, we did start, you know, another venture earlier this year and, um, and really be clear with, uh, just my husband and I, in, in terms of asking, okay, where do you need support? Um, and how can I support you? Here's how I need support. And just, you know, sharing um, our needs and sharing how best and being super honest. Uh, because I don't know if anyone's ever like remodeled a home or bought a home with a partner before, that will bring the most visceral yeah. personal growth and level to your relationship because yeah. you're not going to agree on everything. And then add another mini human in the mix. So there was a lot of emotions flying high. Mind you, I was very pregnant at the time. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I learned a lot. We were talking about surrender. I learned a lot about surrender. I learned a lot about, you know, if my son's going to be on my calls with me this week, if he's going to have meltdowns, I'm just going to let it, you know, uh, happen and just hold that space for him, uh, no matter how big or, or crazy mm-hmm. the emotions are. But it was definitely a huge roller coaster to say the least. And also just a reminder that, um, you know, it's okay that things are just sometimes chaotic and messy and imperfect, but they're also uh, glimpses and slivers of uh, the moments of joy in between. Because uh, to say that we have so much space here, so much time to think and be creative and, um, you know, do things from a place of, of joy and intention, I think that's been the big focus for me this year. Uh, But it definitely didn't come without its ups and downs for sure. (laughs) Well, sometimes we have to, or sometimes I say often and speaking from personal experience, we have to go through that breakdown of things and, and beliefs and even systems that we've had in place to control in order to break through. And it sounds like you were going through that messy experience and you've, you are in the process of creating such a beautiful life for you and your family. I'm just really curious, honestly, even just as somebody who would love to step into motherhood, who's also an entrepreneur, like while you're in that process, are you actively or consciously like taking time for yourself? Are you having to set boundaries? Are you having to say no? What does that look like? Because I know there are a lot of women who will really (laughs) appreciate hearing that. (laughs) Yes. So I, I mean, I had some long conversations with my energy healer and my therapist Mm. and my coach. I mean, I just had to be emotionally and mentally supported in all the ways that I needed nourishment on a soul level, um, because there were things that I needed to really uh, reckon with. And it's, it's a lot that had to do with identity and how much I could really take on and um, what were the things that I was holding on to because of ego and what mm. were the things that... Um, I knew that entering this new portal of my life, not just having one, but having two um, and, and two babies who were relatively small, uh, what would that look like in terms of time? And so, you know, previous Nita would be like, yes, yeah, super women, I can do it all because we can, as high achieving women, do it all. And we often do, but at what expense? And so that expense for me was quality time with my girlfriends and, and family. And this time, there was no other expense because the other expense would be sleep 
and you know the the sleepless nights and and the 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 lack of time for it yourself because you're nursing and there's so many other things that are going you know that your body is going through especially in the I'm just my my daughter is five months old right she's five and a half months yeah and so it's a lot that uh, that we take in as new moms and the hormonal shifts and everything and to be in a space where you're also running a business for for those of you who are entrepreneurs it is a lot of mental capacity. So for me, I had to reconcile what am I kind of dying off or what parts of me are going to go dormant for a period of time that I'm okay with that um, perhaps maybe there's ego there still and there's a reason why or am I attached to this old identity of like this um, you know, high achieving, overachieving worker versus someone that's kind of leaning more into her feminine and only doing things from a place of joy, from a place of, you know, my bi- two biggest values are service and love. Is it coming from a place of love or is it coming from a place of ego? Am I adding my highest value to things um, or am I doing it because I've, I've, I'm just good at it and I've just been doing it for a really long time? So I had to really kind of uh, ask myself those, those tough questions, which came with tough answers, because that meant that I had to. Uh, turn off certain parts of my business, uh, shut down certain parts of my business that were thriving, uh, like a membership, like a lot of the business training that we would do, and to really focus in on, well, what was going to be the next chapter of my life? Because I think for us as women and as mothers, we are so lucky that we get to be in this space where for however many years you walk into this portal of motherhood, where it begs you to ask different questions. Um, and it, it, it kind of offers a different season of, of life where we get to choose, uh, different parts of ourselves to come alive, whether it's more in the mothership role, or if you're an entrepreneur, you get to choose what things you prioritize, which I think that is the key. And I think we don't necessarily lean on that as a superpower, but I think it is our Mm -hmm. superpower for sure. Almost. It makes us more aware with our efficiency because it's like, well, if I'm going to do this thing and it takes away from my family time or my time nursing my daughter or whatever it might be, why would I do it? And so then I think we go more all in on actually what our most efficient energy space is. So I I actually have heard from a lot of mothers that they actually become more successful and even more profitable in their businesses when they step into motherhood. So I love that you highlighted that. Pause with me on this beautiful, juicy conversation for just a moment because I want to let you know that I have officially opened doors to my Elite Money Mastermind. This is such a powerful container that I created at the start of this year because I knew that it was time for me to expand on just how much value I could show up and share with you to support you in not only transforming your money mindset and creating a really powerful inner operating system that is in alignment with the vision that you have for your future, but also a container that supports you in building the fundamental systems and strategies in order to actually create and grow and sustain a scalable online business that is profitable and allows you to step into the energy of overflow. So I created this beautiful, powerful, intimate mastermind to help you do exactly that so that you can be 
really elevating your mindset alongside your business because both go really massively hand in hand. And I keep numbers to this mastermind very capped because I give you so much time and attention within that. I really want you to feel seen and to feel heard and to feel supported on an individual level within that container because I don't believe in cookie cutter strategies or support. I believe in making sure that everything that I share with you is coming from not only an aligned place within me, but also an aligned place within you so that you can take action from an aligned place, which we know creates epic rapid results. So if that is speaking to you and you know that it's time to elevate, up-level, shift gears and step into a whole new way of operating as you enter 2022, oh my gosh, then click on the link below and you can fill out a little application form. And if it feels like the right fit, then we can chat in a lot more detail about where you're at in your business and in your life, what your goals are and whether the mastermind is going to be the right fit for you but spots are going to be snapped up very, very quickly. So act on this quickly. I don't even know how many spots will already have been taken by the time that this podcast episode launches. So don't hold back. If you're feeling the nudge, then go with that intuitive hit. I think a lot of people listening will not know your story. And it's an incredibly powerful story and incredibly inspiring. And you can look at you from the outside world and think, oh my God, she has this amazing life and amazing career and amazing family. But I know personally, like it wasn't always, it didn't always look that way for you. And you've gone through your own emotional grit and your own, you know, story of surviving to thriving. And I would love if you would share a part of that story with our listeners today. Yeah. So I mean, my my grit to greatness story. Mm, it I love that. Started, <laughs> it started when I had to ask a different question. And that different question was on December 31st. So it was like New Year's Eve um, 2011 when I was spiritually, emotionally, and physically just burnt out and completely uh, almost just emotionally dead from the inside. Uh, From the outside, you know, I was this cosmetic dentist. I had built up this very lucrative practice in Chicago. I had this dream wedding. I was married to somebody else. And I had all of these like visceral trappings of success. Um, What I didn't have was uh, a relationship with myself. And Mm. I didn't have the best relationship with that partner. Um, In fact, it was December 31st where I had to make the decision whether or not I was going to still continue to be living this lie of being in this emotionally and toxic, abusive relationship. And so I made the decision haphazardly on New Year's Eve um, to leave that situation. Uh, my life was threatened and I was just at such a low point, um, where I was looking in the mirror and I'm just thinking to myself, you know, how did I get here? Um, because for the decade before that I had lost my mother, my father and my brother all within a span of five years. And so for this to just come and arrive at this this very sacred awakening moment of my initiation of this 
this discovery of myself that I had buried for a decade. I was orphaned at 19. And so for those 10 years, I was constantly in these relationships to recreate this family that I had lost. Mm -hmm. And finally, on December 31st, you know, the question of, okay, everything looks great from the outside. But on the inside, I was just suffocating. I didn't know who I was. Um, and I felt like I was trying to, you know, earn my, my parents who had already passed away. I was just trying to earn their love and affection um, because I knew that's what they wanted for me. They wanted me to be, you know, this, this, this doctor, this dentist, because that was the only thing I knew because I was this Asian, Asian girl um, growing up from, uh, you know, parents that were immigrants. And, and when I asked that question that day, it was, what is it going to take? And, you know, are you going to be going through this for the rest of your life? And whose life are you living anyway? Is it for you or is it for others? And at that point, it was like this crossroads for me because, I, and for those of you who have ever been in this situation where you're just so stuck emotionally, physically, and mentally, and you're on this brink of change, but you're faced with your own demons. Yeah. And my demons were, you know, am I going to have to traverse this life alone? And that was probably my biggest fear because of my biggest wounding as a, as a child. And that set me on this self-discovery journey. And it would lead me back to myself and it would help me recognize what I needed to shed in terms of friendships that were toxic, uh, relationships, of course, as well as even a profession um, and it and it allowed me to um, you know sell my practice and really venture off into then doing research and traveling the world and writing my first book, which was called Emotional Grit, and really connect the dots in my own life around the emotions that are attached to a lot of the trauma and the things that we've gone through, uh, and how that bit plays such a big role in terms of this, the decisions that we make how we um, manage ourselves and our own emotional regulation, but also how we live our life and how we step into our true purpose or even our dharma um, of what we're meant to be doing in this world. And so mm. it had me, you know, question a lot of different things in my life, but it's also led me to having now attracted um, my incredible, amazing co-pilot and partner and, and now husband and having, you know, two incredible children, which for a while I thought I don't, I didn't think I would ever have kids because I was just at such a mm. different place and a very low place of my life where I actually needed that healing, um, mm. which has now come for full circle. And I've met your son, Ari, and he is such a light in his eyes. He is freaking adorable. <laughs> your little star baby there. Wow. Okay. Incredible story and just so inspiring. And I can't help but want to go a little bit deeper because I feel like there may be somebody listening or people going through an experience right now, and this could serve them. We hear about, you know, the moment in which somebody decides, I can't do this anymore. And then we hear about the transformation on the other side. I'm so curious about investigating what that in-between phase is like. Like feeling the fear, you're looking at yourself in the mirror. You're like, I can't do this. You know, you're physically not safe. You're emotionally not feeling safe. And you step out of that. What does that 
journey with your mental health and your well-being and your healing look like? What are some of the tools? What are some of the experiences that you went through that built the strong belief system that you have in yourself right now? Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's funny that you, you, uh, ask this because it's actually part of the, the, the next book that I'm writing, Yay! Um, <laughs> which is overcoming, which is on overcoming obstacles. Uh, mm-hmm. and you know, it's, I've been able to kind of over the years distill it into a framework because over the years I've seen just not only my journey, but patterns and stories of people going through different falls in their life. And really it's, uh, I call it the fly forward method. And so it's, it's how you fly forward when challenges happen. Because if we think of the symbolism of a phoenix, the phoenix, you know, goes through, uh, their own ashes and basically comes out, you know, rebirthing, uh, themselves, rebirthing in creative ways, but there has to be that fall. And there's five parts to this framework. So for myself, when I was going through that fall, really understanding, okay, I don't want to be physically abused anymore, you know, and that was the, that was the impetus. That was the fall. That was the rock bottom moment. That was when I was just feeling in despair and just at a very low point. From that point, there is this ignition and the ignition is, okay, we got to get out of here. Or it could be a sentence like uh, you have Lyme disease or, or stage one cancer or um, your mom's diagnosed with something or you know the relationship has come to an end. You just feel it in your gut. Um, but there is this ignition, this like readiness, this, this okay, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to step up. I'm ready to change my life. I'm ready to say no to carbs or sugar or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. That's the ignition that, that sets you up so that you can then, the third stage is then rise. And the rising stage is basically when you're having this like newfound confidence in yourself. So for me, it was just saying yes. And it was a year of yes. It was getting me out of my comfort level. And mind you, I was a cosmetic dentist. So all I knew was medicine. All I knew was dentistry. But I started saying yes to different things. I started saying yes to meeting different people that were outside of medicine, uh, actually even becoming an angel investor and investing in you know women's uh, you know the, the e-commerce things. But people would come to me with their ideas. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I didn't even know startups were a thing. Um, and so that got me into coaching and mentoring these female startups, which then got me into, you know, starting a, a professional uh, group for women, um, which then got me into, you know, just, it was just saying yes to, wow. it got me into starting a, a nonprofit that were building confidence for teens and young girls. So when you're in the rise, then you're basically moving into the magnify stage where you're magnifying and you're literally unlearning some of the patterns that got you to where you were in the fall. So I needed to unlearn what my patterns were and my attachment style was around relationships. Um, I needed to unlearn how I was attracting these types of men into my life and what I actually wanted to attract in my life. Was I actually ready for a relationship? And so that was part of the magnify stage for me was rediscovering who I wanted to be in relationship, who I was as uh, you know, a sovereign uh, adult female goddess in my own right. 
and who I no longer needed to be and what little Nita as a young girl needed to heal in herself. So that's all part of the magnify Mm -hmm. stage. And coming into the thriving stage when you have this unapologetic joy about your life, when you are ready to not just have it about you, but you're flourishing and you're taking all of your learnings and now paying it forward for somebody else. So maybe it is a new endeavor, maybe it's a new venture, maybe it's um, you know volunteering at a nonprofit, maybe it's, for me, it was starting another business uh, and even writing my book and kind of gathering mm-hmm. all of the data points uh, in my travels and the people that I would be speaking to and putting it collectively into uh, my book, which would then jumpstart you know, this next chapter of mine into really uh, emotional grit, emotional health, and mental health for entrepreneurs and coaches, and also leading me to my now husband. So, um, so yeah, and all of those really comprise you to really fly forward after you've hit that rock bottom or what I like to call those initiation moments, um, because it depends. We have those every day, and it's up to us to really, you know, are we ready to take that call, or are we are we really um, just going to take another fall in our day or another fall in, um, you know, our, uh, our journey, or are we going to pay attention to that call and that initiation that's kind of trying to wake us up into something bigger and larger, um, that's within ourselves. Mm, I think you hit the nail on the head and I've even been going through that experience a little bit in my life at the moment. And this, this year has had its challenges and it's had its growth edges. And I think sometimes, you know, the universe, that's what I like to call it. The universe is like trying to give us a message, trying to tell us something. And it, and sometimes we don't listen until we really get to that initiation phase, as you call it, or that um, rock bottom, as other, my, others might say, because it takes that happening for us to actually sometimes wake up to what our calling is and maybe reroute us to a path that is part of our dharma, is part of our life experience or our life's mission, rather than staying on the course that maybe you could have stayed on, the cosmetic dentistry. You could have, you could have easily stayed on that course, you know? You were thriving, you had money, you know, that was a lifestyle that you were experiencing, but it probably wasn't part of your life's mission on this planet. And so in order for you to experience that, you had to go through that initiation phase. And I know that that is personally really helped me in some dark moments is realizing this is happening for a reason and trying to see what the bigger reason is instead of I'm a victim to this and I'm stuck in this feeling or how am I going to get out of this and actually seeing that it serves you and it serves your purpose. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. I think that a lot of the initiation phases or our rock bottom moment phases are, are those that require us to fall so that we can rise so that and if we're if we're ready to do that because you know mm-hmm. at the end of that you know at that thrive phase you are now kind of you are now getting closer to that becoming that next version of yourself you're now um reaching that moment or that level of greatness within yourself but it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't gone through you know some of those uh, dark nights of the soul, right? Where yeah. uh, you're in despair and you perhaps, you know, have, have put everything into this uh, venture and nothing's working out and you've, you've failed at every step, but there's definitely a greater sense um, on the other side or even, you know, surrendering into motherhood and, and seeing, okay, when is this going to happen for me? But knowing it will happen in the divine timing that it, it should. 
and and all of this is that preparation um you know for that special time but it is hard and that's that <laughs> is the work you know yeah. and that's yeah. the unraveling and the undoing and just the even being able to sit with the discomfort and sit with the um the stillness of it all without needing to fix it or uh and and just being with it because as as high achieving women, you know, we're, we're all about ambition and, and all about, you know, the next thing and doing the next thing. And how beautiful is it that when we start leaning more into this receiving mode, um, how much more downloads come within flow and that we can just pocket some of these pearls of wisdom uh, that, you know, is going to be beneficial for our journey. So. I think it's just all, it's all beautiful in its own chaotic and messy way. And it takes emotional grit. Let's talk about <laughs> emotional grit. It takes emotional grit to get there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it takes emotional grit to get, and we don't, and you actually break it down like a system, like grit means something. Yeah. I know you wrote a whole book about it. So let's talk about emotional grit and especially emotional grit as a freaking ambitious female entrepreneur, because it takes so much grit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I use grit as an acronym and I mean, you know, grit obviously means like the tenacity to stick through hard times, right? Yeah. But, you know, anytime we've recognized something in our life, there is that chance to grow. And so that first step is the growth um, where we have, you know, we're, we're recognizing and we need to have that awareness of ourselves and awareness of where we're at. Uh, then the next stage is that reveal stage. And that reveal stage is revealing, okay, what's, what is next on this journey for you? Are you ready to accept where you're at? Because a lot of times we're trying to distract ourselves. We're trying to be busy. We're yeah. trying to literally not accept where we're at, if it's a low moment or if it's something that we need to change. And then once we have accepted that and we've come to terms with where we are, that's when we start to reveal. That's when we can actually innovate. So I is the innovation. Um, I is that change that are we ready to commit to a change in our life? And whatever it is, for me, it was, okay, getting into that next chapter for myself um, of the self-discovery for me, but then we get into the transformation, which is the action. So what is that action step you're going to take? And, and for many of us ambitious women, perhaps that action step isn't the doing, it's just the being, it's just the receiving it's, Mm. it's the nothingness and the nothingness to make us be okay with not contributing, not having to check off everything on our to-do list just to to be and to you know relish and savor these moments of quiet because the quiet influences you know our thoughts it influences our capacity to create and many times as creators as entrepreneurs we get these huge downloads when we are at a yoga retreat when we are on a wellness you know uh, vacation with our girlfriends because we've given ourselves that downtime. We've given ourselves that self care. We've given ourselves the ability to just slow down. Um, there's this really amazing book that I read when I was um, 
starting off my coaching journey, but it was, I, I think it's, it's slowing down to the speed of life. And I forget the, you, you'd have to find the, the author, but I forgot the name of the author, but it, the book title is so true. It's like, sometimes we have to slow down to speed up to mm. what life has planned for us, but we can only do that when we can say no, when we can honor our time. And that's really the grit of being an ambitious woman is honoring what no longer serves you and, and having yeah. the courage and having the audacious courage to say no. Yeah. And that is probably, you know, the, the lesson in the learning in and of itself. And that is a practice because I don't think, you know, nothing great came out of constantly being busy, constantly doing, constantly creating. We have to, as, you know, in motherhood, we have that nine months to cocoon to really nourish our bodies, to really get into that space of, you know, this zone of, okay, this mini human that I'm going to birth out into this world. And when they come, it's a lot of busyness. So for that space to be able to think and regroup and reset and replenish and rejuvenate, because you know, afterwards, it's going to be a whole (laughs) tussle of not sleeping, changing diapers, you know, just the nuances within our bodies and then taking care of another. So why wouldn't that be the same for some of the biggest projects in our life, which is our mission, our purpose, our next chapter with whatever that looks like? Yeah, I think that's just such a metaphorically beautiful way to sum that up. Yeah. And do you feel like each phase of the grit stages one has to follow the other. Because as I was hearing you go through each stage, I was thinking, I know there are times when I've tried to skip straight to the transform, the doing phase, or in the phase that I'm in right now, I know I had to first get to what you're talking about was acceptance. I actually have to accept that I'm here now. And I think we run away from our feelings and we run away from what our experience is. And actually in doing that, we magnify it. Like, can I sit in the anxiety? Can I sit in the discomfort? Can I sit and just accept my feeling right now instead of, I got to go change this. I got to go do this. I got to go like not feel this. And I think that we skip a couple of those stages. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Maybe to protect ourselves. Yeah. And I think that's the ego. It's our ego coming up to say, okay, I don't want to deal with this. I can't deal with this right now. So I'm just going to go into the transformation stage, which is the action. Like what else can I do to fix? versus when you are in grow and reveal, right? Grow is so important because that's really where your self-awareness is. That's really where you know that, okay, this part of my life, I am running away from for whatever reason. This part of my life, I'm not really sure who I am anymore. I'm not really sure if that is really me. And to then go into the reveal and say, okay, I accept all of the parts of me. I mean, I, I, I was just going through a reveal stage myself with, you know, uh, postpartum and trying mm-hmm. to fight myself tr- from trying to get back into my body and the way that I was, you know, pre-pregnancy and knowing and really accepting all the stages of where my body is at in the journey back to herself or in, in just loving herself on that journey and not having to push myself to go to the gym if I, if I didn't sleep much the night before, because I knew that was going to spike my cortisol. And, you know, all of these things are just having more nourishing practices like yoga and just 
being okay with not having this like athletic mindset that I that I'm used to having uh, just because I've done it in the past, right? And so for me sitting in that reveal stage of like, okay, I know that I'm not going to the gym today and I'm not going to beat myself up for it. I'm not going to be self-critical. I'm just going to continuously love my body in the space for that. But you're absolutely right. I mean, you're totally hitting it that we, we definitely go into, all right, change and transformation, innovate and transformation right away. And, And we forget the first two steps, but we need to have that growth. We need to have that, the light bulb moment. And we need to have that understanding of our own self-awareness of like, okay, this no longer is, is, is sitting with me anymore, but I am going to sit with this discomfort and I'm going to see what comes up as a result. Because again, when we cocoon, that's when, you know, our best creativity comes alive. That's when we can transform, but we can grab all of the the pearls uh, that this lesson or this time is trying to reveal to us. Mm, Absolutely. I do want to talk about your new endeavor, which is the Dharma Coaching Institute and talk about Dharma itself, because maybe somebody doesn't know what that term means. So where was that new project born from within you? Yeah. Yeah. So so yes, the Dharma Coaching Institute, basically, it's really Dharma um, comes from Vedic terms and uh, basically your soul's, it's your soul's purpose. And, um, in Vedic terminology, it's, it's really you having that North center, that North star and, uh, really what you're meant, uh, to be on this planet doing. And, you know, within this last year, I think we've all seen it from the great resignation, people, you know, leaving their jobs and their careers at such an alarming number to, start things on their own, to reset, to have that growth phase of grit and say, this is not working for me anymore, but I actually don't know what my soul's calling is. And, um, you know, this was an answer to actually our co-founder, one of, one of our co-founders, Sahara, it was her book, Discover Your Dharma. And uh, we realized between our three genius zones, my husband's marketing and business skills, and my ability to put, you know, whole structures of things together in a curriculum for coaching. Um, and of course, the mental capacity of what it takes in order to serve others uh, mm-hmm. with the gift of a lot of who um, Sahara serves uh, from the spiritual work that she does into an institute where people can actually come and get certified as a dual certified Dharma and a soul life purpose coach. So. And this has been kind of the the work of just a labor of love of really understanding that for all of these people who are leaving their jobs right now um, and and struggling with what their purpose is, who is it? Who's going to guide them? And so that was mm-hmm. kind of our solution there, because even for myself, going through the the stages of questioning, well, what am I here to be doing? I know I'm not meant to be just you know, sitting and, and cleaning teeth all day long, even though I have this lavish <laughs> lifestyle and everything, um, or, or in this toxic relationship, but who am I at my core? And I needed to get that guidance in different ways. But if there was a coach that could help me discover my dharma and really get clear on what that path looks like, you know, maybe some of 
you listening are the folks that are the ones that are, um, you know, the advice givers for all of your friends are the ones yeah. who are constantly, you know, the, the bringer of knowledge, the ones holding your, your families and your teams and your friend circles together, you know, that could be, you know, that next stage for you is getting even clearer in, in asking better questions uh, to navigate some of the complexities that are happening right now on this planet. People are wanting to wake up to more and more of, of stepping into their purpose um, and their dharma. Uh, and that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's the Dharma Coaching Institute. That's amazing. And I think it is so powerful that was born from within you because I think the world needs it right now. And so you guys were listening to your Dharma (laughs) in creating that. (laughs) What is one question? If if someone's really resonating with that and knows that it's time for them to find that deeper purpose, what is one question that maybe they could journal on today or meditate on to start finding those intuitive nudges? Yeah, I think that's such a great, uh, that's a great prompt. Most of us don't know what our our superhero strengths are. And I always like to tell people, you know, if 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 you don't know what top three things that you are valued for in your friend circle, in your community, at work, if you can't think of three things right now, what I would strongly encourage you to do is to ask three to five people who you admire, who you love, who you respect, whether it's mentors, uh, maybe a teacher at school or a professor, or uh, maybe family members, or perhaps even colleagues, coaches, uh, maybe even clients of yours uh, in different capacities. And you want to ask them, how have I added value in your life? What what do you think Mm -hmm. my zone of genius is? Or what do you think, what do you really love about me because it's mm-hmm. easy to shy away from your own gifts and your own superpowers um but it's it's even more data when you can actually ask and have the courage to ask somebody how have i added value in your life and what do you think my superpower is and see what happens but i want you to collect that data and you'll see and and you can you can do this as like a, a type form <laughs> and send it off to your friends or just a question uh, and, and pose that question and just ask them and, and you'll see what comes up and you'll see that there's a pattern. They might say, you know what? I really love that you have these amazing listening skills. I really love that you are just always there for me. I really love that you're so efficient. I really love that you can break down these big problems into, um, you know, small actionable steps. So I totally want to hear what people, uh, you know, come up and say for you, and you can definitely let us know, Elena. And I yeah, <laughs> that's a great, yeah, great lead. And I was just going to say, because I know that you have to get back to your beautiful family is where can people find you and then tag us or DM us what they discover in asking people that question? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Tag both of us. Uh, and, and I'm always on, on Instagram at Neetha Bushin on Instagram. Um, and I'm constantly there, but I'd love to hear what your friends and family say yeah. about you. And it's just the greatest feeling to start knowing what your superpowers are so that you can start stepping into more and, and living more of your dharma. And we'll drop your handle in the show notes below and your website and all that good stuff in between. And I am so excited. I think this is going to be your third or your fourth book. <laughs> yeah, that's one that you're yeah, writing. Yeah, this is going to be my fourth book. So, um, and, and details very soon when it'll be dropping. Yeah. 
Yeah. But you can go and buy Emotional Grit today and maybe we'll drop the link to that as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining us today and dropping so many pearls of wisdom with our listeners. Oh my gosh. It's been such a pleasure. I love always dropping in with you. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day.